0: Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Hi, Jillian and Jocelyn. Hello. Hi, Tricia. Thank (laughs) you for being here today. I'm so excited today. We have a special show on my Finding the Magic podcast. I have with me Jocelyn Prasso of the Audio Flow and Jillian Yetter, who narrated my last release to be a fake queen.
1: Hello, so happy to be here. And the Hi. crowd
0: goes wild, right? <laughs> I was
2: I was being the um the the sound effects for you the the clap the clapping. <laughs> I love it.
0: We have these online Toastmaster meetings. I don't know if you know what Toastmasters is, but it's for public speaking for those of us who aren't great at it, unlike Jillian. <laughs> and this is the way we clap. We do little jazz hands. If I do that and I look weird, that's why.
2: No problem. We'll just join in jazz hands. Yeah, well, I'll just jazz hands. That's fine. <laughs>
0: nice. Well, I want to start with Jocelyn. Jocelyn, you approached me maybe late last spring. We were introduced by Lady Amber of Amber Garcia's, or La- Amber Garcia of Lady Amber's PR, and about producing the audiobook version of TFA Queen which was my Realm Chronicles book one. And you have your own production company, The Audio Flow. So tell me a little bit about your company and maybe why you wanted to produce The fake Queen.
2: Well, I always get stumped with this question because I don't know how far back to go with you know my beginnings. But I will tell you that The Audio Flow is celebrating a birthday. Uh, next month, it will be... Five years. So time really did fly. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit about the company. Well, again, I, I started about five years ago. And originally, I started as a podcaster. So I had several different podcasts, and I really kind of dove into um, audiobooks in 2016. And I wanted to do a podcast about um, sharing new voices that I heard with authors. And, um, and then I wanted to do a show where I chat with narrators about um, their background and what books they had available. And I would do reviews and yada, yada, yada. Um, in 2017, I decided that I was going to change the company to the Audio Flow Casting Services where I would work directly with um, with indie authors to kind of connect them with um, with performers that I had heard that would be a good fit for their books. So um, that's kind of where I started. And then everything, it just went up from there. Um, we moved into production in 2018. And the middle of 2019, 2018, the middle of 2018, I went into publishing um, and now I have three imprints and a nonprofit. So um, we have the Audio Flow, 316 Audio, Nubian Audio and Youth in the Booth. So that's us in a nutshell. Um, And what attracted me to your book? Really, I think when you and I spoke, I said, I really, Faye is like my favorite um, in, in YA. And I love the book cover. And, and and just so you guys know, I did not read the book first. I looked at the book cover and I was like, I want to do that book. <laughs> and that began um, a little bit of our conversation about, um, you know, what we could do to bring that to market. And, and then I'm sure you're going to ask some other questions later, but um, I was just really excited that you accepted and we were able to do this project together and then I will get into later about how Jillian fit into this puzzle, so.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I love my cover too. I saw it as a pre-made cover and I was like, that's the one, I have a fairy, I'm writing a story about it. So actually, I started with the cover and wrote the story.
2: And you see how uh, Jillian um, matches the cup. See, they got uh, similar hair. See, it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Pink
1: pink haired queens over here. That's right. (laughs) It was
0: written in the
2: stars.
0: (laughs) Because it's all about the magic, just like my podcast.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) Jillian, give us a little background about you and how you came to be involved in this project.
1: Okay. Hello. Um, So I'm Jillian Yetter. I'm a narrator. Um, I used to be a high school English teacher and I have um, I have a chronic illness, which actually caused me to go on disability from the classroom, uh, which was devastating. But uh, when I went on disability, I needed something to connect with literature still because I was an English teacher and, you know, it's just a huge passion of mine. Um, So I started to narrate audiobooks just as a way to pass the time, honestly, Uh, and this was probably back in 2018 or 19 that I started doing that, Uh, and then it has just grown into this second career that I never dreamed of having. Um, When I was a teacher, I would tell my students like, oh, my dream is to be a book on tape lady because... You know, that was when we were still listening to our books on CDs and everything. Um so a book th- on tape, lady. the book on tape, lady. Yeah, that's me. That's that's my fancy title is I'm the book on tape lady. <laughs> so that's what I always told my students I wanted to be. And they liked listening to me read. And I, it, it was just, you know, just a different level of performance background. So, yeah, I really enjoyed getting into narration. And it's been fun. I have about 50 books now. Um, And I was so excited to work with the audio flow. Um, I um, received a message from Jacqueline back, I think in September, asking me to be a part of this book. And of course, the cover drew me in because it is gorgeous. Um, And then just the ability to work with the audio flow was something that I had been wanting to do for quite some time. And when I read this book, um, I couldn't have found a more perfect fit for myself. Um, and I really resonated with the story and it, it just with with Titania and her character, I just really felt it. And as I was recording it, it was just so easy to record because I just felt the whole story and I just felt connected to it. So um, and kudos to really strong writing there, where I just, you know, could flow with the book so nicely. So, yeah, it was a really fun experience.
0: Thank you. That that really warms my heart, because this character, I'm tearing up now. Um, this character is so dear to my heart, and I fall in love with all my characters, really. But um, Titania, and I'm writing her, well, her second story comes out. The 20th, like in just a couple days, January 20th, 2022. So I'm excited to get that out there. And then I already have the third story ruminating my head. So, and it's interesting because the background for this character just grabs me. I met a lady at a book con and she was putting together an anthology for fantasy stories with characters with mental illnesses. And I was like, "Huh, this is really cool. And uh, my background is that I'm a surviving anorexia um or NRC survivor and so that really resonated with me but I didn't I'd have another book series about that but anyway um yeah so I wanted to write about this character with anxiety and unfortunately didn't get chosen for the anthology but I was like I love this short story and I want to do something with it and then I just gave it as ringer magnet to all my newsletter subscribers and then when I saw this cover oh uh, here's the back the back is very cool because Titania is also not only very um, heartwarming but also very fierce. So yeah, when I saw this cover, I the story just grew from there. So it was very cool to do.
2: I love when I love when writers um, take something that may be outside of the norm of what people expect in a story and put put real life situations um, into characters. And I think that even when it's, you know, it's fiction and it's fantasy, doesn't mean that there's still not things that that character cannot deal with. Um, You know, just, you know, thinking about how um, there's bullying um and you know like you mentioned about um you know uh, mental illnesses and all these things and so when you can bring that in i think that really reaches a, a whole different target audience because if you're especially because it's young adult you're writing to potentially a younger audience and they can still take that and say yeah i see myself in that particular character Even though it's not a, you know, it's not a real character, but I see myself in that, just like Jillian had mentioned, that she really connected with that character. And I'm glad that they, that you didn't get put into the anthology, but that you still were like, I'm still going to write this story and now it's it, it's a series. So, um, you know, if it was in the anthology, maybe it would have just stayed there as a novella, but instead you got an opportunity to expound on that story. So um, I think that's a good thing.
0: Well, thanks. Yes, like I said, the stars aligned with us three. So that's very fun. As a young reader, I did that though. That's why I like to read because I wanted to connect with characters. And I remember reading... Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz. And I love the Dorothy character. I don't know if you read the whole, like I think 13 book series as a kid, but um, yeah, she has all <laughs> these different adventures in Oz with these different characters. And, um, and, but I could relate to some of the problems she had as well. And I think that's why I liked reading as a kid. So I mm-hmm. like to do that in my books.
1: Yeah, that's good. Keep on, keep writing Trisha. <laughs> and I really appreciate the way that Titania's mental illness, that the, the anxiety element, that it, it plays out as just a, a character trait, just a part of something that she's dealing with. Um, and it's not it's, it's not a primary plot point but it's something about who she is as a person. And I think that that's really special for young readers that this doesn't have to drive everything that you do and, you know, the way that your success is determined and and what you do and, you know, how you handle everything. It's something that you work to overcome, something that's a part of you, something that you, you know, build yourself from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I absolutely love that about Titania because we mm-hmm. learned that she has these little quirks that are just fun and that are about her and that people kind of question her strength and stability because of them. But right. it's who she is and it's special.
2: Exactly.
0: Yeah, I had a lot of fun writing her character. <laughs> so. And I I probably want to be her secretly. <laughs> <laughs> You mean you aren't? No, just. <laughs> I wish I had wings. Sometimes I just imagine myself floating over the ocean like she does. So. <laughs> well, and I think it's so cool, Jacqueline, that you help these indie authors find narrators and get their books produced. Because I produced another series before this one, and I started on ACX, and that was a hard system and I just couldn't find the right person and I ended up finding Amy Deutschler who works with your company um, as well to do two books in that series of our female characters but we just met at a book con like it wasn't random because she was meeting authors and hoping to get her you know get some work for herself but it just turned out that we met each other and I talked to her later and yeah so I it my whole But it was a hard system. It's hard to get your audiobook produced. So
2: we love Amy. I met Amy last. Let's see. Gosh, we're in 2022 now. So I met Amy in January of 2020. I hosted an event in Chicago. It was a Midwest uh, narrator meet and greet to try to introduce myself to um, other persons uh, in the area, and we just hit it off and. Um, normally when I meet people, there are certain things that stand out about them. And in the back of my mind, I'll make a note and say, okay, I really want to work with this person. And I'm already thinking about what kind of story I would like to see them in, which makes my job on, on that end, uh, fairly easy. Um, when I started the company, I always knew that I wanted to specifically work with, with self-publisher indie authors, because that's what I was reading um, when I started back reading in 2014, and it's like, you know, who's who's their voice, and I wanted to be that person. And um, similar to with this book, I actually met Jillian on at speed dating um, through the Audio Publishers Association, and I think it was last year. And I have a notepad. And when people are doing their presentation, I make notes. This is my secret, everybody. So when, I, um, when so speed dating is um, they can't see us and it's just their picture. And there's Michelle who's, um, who is uh, like the CEO um, of audio publishers and she's asking these questions and, and the narrators get like three minutes Like that's it, it's like a elevator pit. They have three minutes to talk about themselves, uh, whatnot. And so I wrote these notes and I was like, I really want to work with her. And I said, she would be great in a YA book, YA, I think I said like fantasy or science fiction or whatnot because we do ask, what things are you interested in? And one of the things that I think you mentioned, Jillian, was about, um, about your disability. And, you know, we are always looking at being diverse and being able to work with persons no matter, you know, what's going on. And, you know, if there's an issue and you need extra time, you know, we have to be flexible, you know, in that. But it was your voice and it was your attitude. I mean, you were like funny. And I was like, oh, she's got a perfect voice. So when we got this book, Trisha like i had already decided that i was going to cast jillian for this story like i didn't even have her audition i just said hey i've got this book <laughs> want to know are you would you be interested in narrating and that's That's the part I like is when I can already have an idea. No, you don't have to audition. I know that you can perform this book for me and I want you to do this book. Are you interested? When can you do it? And that's kind of how it happened with us. It was like, here's the book. When can you have it done? Okay, great. Let's do it. And, um, And then we got to this point. So I love the casting process. I love meeting new people. ACX can be difficult, especially if you're just there and like, okay, it's a lot. I don't know what I should be doing. I'm not sure what I should be looking for, what I should be listening for. Um, And I do talk to people about that too, about how to find the right voice. But um, this is part of why I created my company. So people don't have to worry about that part. It's like, here's my book. Okay, let me handle all of this for you and then i will give you a great project so got a little long-winded but i wanted to talk about how i actually met jillian and what you know what she did that sparked my interest in wanting to hire her for for uh for titania which she does so well because she's just got such you have such a special and unique voice and that's what i wanted um for that character
0: Yes the first time I heard it it was per- it was like magic it was like this is the perfect vo- voice for her and I was so excited. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you brought all of us together
1: yay You're thank welcome. you yes, <laughs> it was like and it was like everything aligned like as as we've said because when I first read it I said this is exactly why I get into audiobooks and this is what I'm looking to do and you know a fairy queen, a teenager. Uh, I have a young voice, and I used to teach high school. I love doing books that I could recommend to my teenagers, mm-hmm. so, you know, that's that's an area where I just, you know, really, that's my little niche that I want to be in, and and you saw that, and that was fantastic. That's <laughs> yeah. fun.
0: Yeah, I have a little backstory about my favorite English teacher, and maybe I'll have her listen to this podcast. <laughs> it inspired me much, but The one moment I will never forget is that she gave me a negative 120 on one of my essays. (laughs) (laughs) Because for every sentence pregnant or every run-on sentence, she took off 20 points. Oh my God. By the end of my eight page paper, I had a negative 120. Yeah, that made a big impression.
1: (laughs) Wow.
2: So, so now do you over punctuate? (laughs) I don't use semicolons okay. in
0: my writing. I don't <laughs> I know, know if, you, I either if you noticed. Well, if you did read it, doc, But I don't know if you noticed, Jillian, but I do not use semicolons. My editor will try and sneak them in there sometimes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. I, I think I did maybe let her keep one or two at in one book. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, you're, you're breaking me down here. But <laughs> I don't like semicolons. And I don't
1: that's know why. So funny. I have to say, that's probably one of my favorite pieces of punctuation. So.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: <laughs> I don't think
2: I've ever heard anybody say their favorite punctuation what? is a semicolon. <laughs> <belly. laughs> because it's like, it's a pause stop. I mean, it's like,
1: <laughs> I love it.
0: Well, if you're talking in the tattoo world, which maybe we shouldn't because this is YA books, but um, <laughs> yes. I pay a semicolon in the tattoo world signifies there's more to come right uh-huh so,
1: Yes, love that yeah Absolutely. there you go
0: <laughs> but i can't get one because i don't like semicolon oh, <laughs> i do like yeah. the fact that there's more to come i should meant yes. to make sure that's clear
2: exactly well we're going to be in the next book i'm going to say um did you can you add one semicolon because that'll be a shout out to this podcast that's like, true I'm, yeah
1: just just a little a dabble in there a little easter egg <laughs>
2: And then we'll have to have a
0: contest to see who can find it first.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, since I read the book probably three times over, I'll be able to find it. But easy. You just go
2: into Word and do find and replace and put the semicolon in it. So I technically would win. That's true. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding.
0: I think that's (laughs) cheating, though, Jacqueline. Is
2: it cheating, really? Because, Okay. I don't want to be known as a cheater so okay we'll yeah, just do that <laughs> scratch that everybody I'm not going to cheat so <laughs> okay Jillian I
0: have a special request if you don't mind would you mind reading a little bit do you have the book in front of you
1: um I can maybe you aren't pull it up for it. yeah I can pull it up sure give awesome. me just Thank a moment you.
0: I do have a funny story about reading my own books a woman connected me with a nonprofit organization that you record books for the blind here in Colorado. And I went and met the people and they said, okay, well, why don't you try reading your books to see if you'd like to read them to record them. And I was really, really nervous. And it was my first romance book and it was a man that was sitting there. So I was feeling a little awkward and I talked so fast and I don't, I think I only did like three minutes of recording. And he was like, okay, thank you very much. We'll let people listen to this and see if we want you to record it. He never called me.
2: <laughs> it's so hard, Trisha. It's like, you know, uh, you think about it and you're like, okay, you know, I can probably do this. And then when you try it, you're like, yeah, no, no. I we We leave it to the professionals. You know, we just let them do it. I always tell people, I I, I have a recording set up in my basement, specifically because podcast and all that stuff. But I do the intro for all of our advanced listener copies. It's probably like a minute and 26 seconds. And it took me three hours to record that one minute. This is how you know this is not for you. It took me three hours to record that one minute, that one minute three sentences. And I was like, no, I, can you imagine me trying to record a book? It would take me three months. I just can't, no. (laughs) It's
1: so funny. My first book I ever did, I had no idea what I was in for. And it took me three months to do a five or six hour book. I didn't know the editing process. I didn't know how long it takes to record a single hour of audio, how many Mm -hmm. mistakes I was going to make. Exactly. We just skip over words, say whatever we want, add stuff in
0: that Dude, is when the you're, truth in the
1: audiobooks they have to be spot on you get you, you get changes that have to be made your pickups where yes you have to get word for word correct and oh my goodness yeah yes. the first time I ever did bless you <laughs> it, was <rough. laughs> it was rough all right well I do have the book here do you want me to just start at chapter one that
0: sounds great sure
1: I glance up at my crystals as the last rays of the setting sun cause splotches of amber to dot the stone walls and ceiling. It is my favorite yet saddest time of the day. I dread and cherish my next task in equal measure and linger at the window to relish the last bit of sun on the meadow. Forcing myself to turn from the scene, I raise my wings. Light from the window shines through them, causing the room to glow with a slight green tinge crossing my doors and opening them wide. I scan my ceiling to savor the dimming light illuminating my prisms. I close and open my wings, rising into the air and exiting my room, flying through the castle to my parents' chambers as I do every night. I alight in their study. Mother sits in front of the fire, harp on her right, father on her left. Seeing his chin dip, I approach mother. I kiss her cheek. Mother, will you play for us or shall I? She blinks, and I think I see the edges of her mouth turn up just a hair. Sitting on the hearth before her, I await a reply. Had I imagined a slight smile, or was it wishful thinking? Her gaze shifts to her lap. Perhaps you could play, Titania. Your mother loves hearing you. Father stands and wraps his hands around her shoulders. Mother's eyes stay trained on the flames in front of her while I slide the stool to the harp and begin a tune. After years of lessons, I play well, but nothing like mother used to. She could draw tears from a crowd with a, one pluck of a string. Father retakes his seat, and I note his furrowed brow. Laying a hand across the strings, I halt my song. Father, is something wrong? Surely mother will. I swallow before uttering the same hope-filled words I repeat every night. She will be better when her mourning is over. One year, her lost child seems appropriate. That is the end of page one. (laughs) Thank you so much. I always ask, um,
2: you know, when there's multiple characters in a book, you know, what is like your prep to find the voice for that particular character? Do you have specific people in mind or once you read through the book you're like okay I'm gonna do this with that with this particular character the father um you know I'm gonna go you know this route what's what's your prep for that
1: I have some standard archetypal voices that I kind of um apply to different situations different characters so I have a dad voice and I have a teenage girl voice um and then I actually have a lot of male character voices so once I get a feel for them um so as I'm reading, I will color code all the dialogue of every single character. Um, so I have a yellow voice, and I have a an orange voice for for my male characters, and there's a green voice, and a, so depending on what I highlight it as, that's kind of where I find the placement of my voice as I'm reading. Um, and they also have um, names associated with them. So I did one book where I was, oh my goodness, I was cast as a female attending a male school dressed up as a boy so it was me as a girl being like 12 different male voices um so I really had to find different placements within my voice for doing different teenage boys so you have like your cocky guy he's kind of here and then you have like your deep and brooding man and he's here Um, so really as, as I go through, I've had, I have like my bank of characters and, and they're all color coded according to where I find placement in my voice. And it's fun because there's been a few times recently where I'm doing, um, where I'll find a new voice, um, that I've never done before. It was actually hilarious. I was listening to a song, um, and in the song that I think it's from AJR and they say metronome and i and i did that little voice and i said oh i said to my husband i said oh that's a new voice we're doing that i like where that sits so it is it is fun playing with the different places where my that's called
2: goes. research that's fun research yeah, i'm just oh i like that voice that came out really nice let me bank that. <laughs> yeah it was it's
1: like a good smooth like smooth man voice and i'm like okay i can do that that's good because
2: a lot of people you know um we you know, uh, duet has become more popular, you know, uh, especially since the pandemic duet and multicast, but there are still people who, um, you know, if a majority of the book is, you know, a single POV, and then you've got a splash of all these characters, of course, you know, we're not gonna have somebody come in and read specifically for every character, so when you've got you know a gazillion characters you have to you know narrate for I can imagine that it's fun you know trying to play off um what you already have and have you ever been in a book and you know um even though you color coordinate coordinated them that you ventured off a little bit and did something a little bit different with that character than you normally would have
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. So I'll get into, I'll start in character and I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't, this isn't exactly the way this person would speak. So I'll kind of alter once I'm in there. And so even though they're color-coded, there is definitely, I deviate from it. Um, And actually, as far as multiple point of views, that's one of them. That's one of my specialties, actually, is doing um, just me doing maybe like five different first person points of view. I've done many books. I'm actually narrating one right now where um, I'm Harper, I'm Ramona and I'm Tim. So I have to do the whole chapters as Tim.
2: <laughs>
1: that's <laughs> really
2: cool. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, I didn't,
0: not knowing much about industry when I first got into it and it only occurred to me, so. At, um, my Kingdom Journal series that I had produced an art audiobook, Amy Deutschler did the first two, and then I had male leads, male first person point of views for the next two books, so I found a male n- n- narrator-, narrator for that Dan Delgado, who Amy introduced me to, but it didn't occur to me that to and they were two different male character books so the first one he used one voice and then he told me oh well for this next character I'm going to use a Keanu like voice and it, you know I was kind of taken aback like oh you're copying somebody else's voice mm-hmm. and how would that work like would you watch the little I know you have those little meters for the I guess the pitch right of your voice would you like try to would you practice it and try to match someone's voice to copy them. That's, it was interesting to me that he was like, oh, I'm gonna do Keanu Reeves.
1: Yeah, and actually that's something that I'll ask authors to do for me. I'll say, do you have a, an actor reference for how you think this should sound? Um, you know, do, so that I can know where in my voice because I, I have huskier voice characters, lower voice female characters that I do as well. Um, my normal voice is, you know, my 16 year olds usually. Um, but I have different placements and so it it really is helpful to have a character reference in regards to like an actor if if the author has something in mind.
2: Yeah and it's specifically helpful usually when people have not done a lot of audio or they don't listen to a lot of audio um, because one thing I always usually when I'm having a consultation is okay I get it you might have an idea of what this character sounds like in your head. So let's talk about that. Um, You know, what television show or, you know, like uh, Jillian said, what character, um, what actor in what movie or TV show are you looking for? And then that way I can translate that back to the performer, especially during an audition uh, process and say, okay, they're they're like this person. I was doing a book um, and it was, pretty much all teenagers, but it's a really odd book. And so I had to recast because the original narrator um, had retired or something had happened. And I was like, okay, great. I have to recast this book. They don't need to sound exactly like the other person, but I need to be able to get them into the same frame of mind as as the other uh, narrator used with these characters. So I was like, think pretty little liars and um the Heathers and Jawbreakers all wrapped up in one these are these characters you know um and so you know going with that the person was still able to make that their own and still take in those characteristics that was used before and you know those those books um but I like that people can say well I'm gonna make it like this type of guy um, and you when you watch TV and they'll say well my reference was such and such and I made my version of this person um, which again is why we leave all of that to the narrators to do the recording and why we don't go in the booth and record anything <laughs> because it act, it's acting and some people forget that narration is acting and it's not just I'm going to read this book to you Told two totally different things. And um, I'm now I'm gonna have to go back and listen to, to Jillian's um, uh, lower register sulky voice. <laughs> so I can add that to my list too and say, hey, yeah, maybe I can distant. stick her in here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and weird. I love that portion that you read because that's what you get in the sample when you are sampling it on, um, Amazon when you're sampling the audiobook and I love that because her crystals are so important to her are important to the character Titania and you learn later in the book that her brothers helped her start this collection and that's why they're so special to her and hanging on her ceiling so that that was a really sweet sample that you guys um, included with the book
2: that was a that was a um a spoiler so hopefully everybody that's listening to this will uh get that part later
0: (laughs) (laughs) i like to put some spoilers in every one of my podcasts because that way i can give a little teaser hey you're gonna you're gonna hear a spoiler
2: but this is yeah okay that was a spoiler everybody but uh it wasn't a
0: huge spoiler though it's not huge
2: it's still a spoiler though trisha but no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Trisha I have a question for you so um when you are when you were writing this particular series since we are talking about audio and you did mention that Jillian really captured the voice of Titania um when we were going into this did you have any other ideas about how you expected any of the other characters to sound and how close Um, or over and above above what you expected was Jillian in performing all of these other characters?
0: She did great. Um, and, And I'm a major crier. So, well, maybe I shouldn't even, my dog is, maybe I shouldn't say I'm a major crier, but I get emotional about things. So when I first heard Jillian's voice with us, I was like, oh, wow, she got all the characters right. And I don't, I don't I hear I pretty much play my books out in my head like movies but she landed all of them I mean Jillian is 15 years old No, sorry Jillian Titania I'm, I'm even mixing up your names you're the same person to me now um hold on one second okay hey
2: puppy <laughs> no. hey my my dog is now looking around because he hears her dog barking. he wants to find
1: he wants to find his friend
2: exactly well, this is this what norm the norm has come to you know everybody's zooming and recording so we don't even care about the dogs barking in the, in the background <laughs> or the kids no. crying
1: or anything it's all yeah normal. kids bursting through the door it happens
0: it does. <laughs> yeah somebody was outside so she was freaking out but um yeah so my character Titania is 15 years old she's been very sheltered in her life and she's very Well, she has this anxiety um, about a lot of things. So she's just very unsure about a lot of things, except for the fact that she knows her role and she knows where she wants to go. And in all the people that came into her life, Foster is one character. Who is a her guard initially and becomes her friend and he w- was new as a guard he was new in the military so he's a little bit unsure of his role and what he needs to do so I think she landed that one great and then we have um, two other male characters and her father who is obviously the past or the king who hands down his crown and yeah nailed all of them so it was a lot of fun and Elfrida her her handmaid slash <laughs> Death, Stan and Mother, which I'm not gonna do any more
2: spoilers with that.
0: <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> Alfreda was a fun voice to do. She was fun.
2: <laughs> yes. So I I really love the development of Titania and Foster's relationship, and I also love your Foster voice, which I would whatever color he is on your spectrum. Uh, I just you know it was just something like different and different that you did with like his character, like um Trisha mentioned about him being a new guard and you can hear all of that play out in his character. Like, I'm not really sure what I should be doing at this particular point And, but you can hear the uncertainty or the vulnerability, you know, in that. And one of the things that I love working with professionals in this industry is that you guys can take that script and really and really delve into the character and make and make um make it your own and like create create their voice I guess or create their character from your interpretation we allow you to and to make your own interpretation and not give you so much information like you have to do it this way, but you take that and you run with it, um, and and that's one of the things that I love again about working um, with the audio flow and working with indie, indie authors is like okay. We're gonna. You trust us to trust somebody with your work. That's one of the biggest things that people usually get nervous about. It's like it's my baby. I don't know if I want somebody to touch it. And there's a lot of trust that goes into that. And I'm just so happy that everybody's happy uh, with the way that it came out. And we are, you know, excited about what's to come. So maybe Trisha will give us. So it's a scoop on that.
0: Okay. Well, as you've heard, Titania is the main character. She's a 15 year old princess in the start of To Be a Fae Queen and her father hands her the crown, but not everyone in her kingdom or everyone in her realm is on board with that. She has a lot of challenges to her role And she also has some enemies from Lower Earth. The realm of the Fae is in Middle Earth and the human realm is above the realm of the Fae in Upper Earth. So that's a little bit about their world, but there's some evil spirits, souls type angels in Lower Earth who also always try to invade Middle Earth. And she also has those enemies coming against her who she has to deal with as a 15 year old queen at the time. The sequel is To Be a Fae Guardian. Um, I don't want to give too much away. I should have had the but so in To Be a Fae Guardian um, her place as a ruler is more settled. I guess you could say that that's the way it starts but these Evil souls of lower earth still want to invade their realm and take it over for themselves. So Titania has some challenges in that Mm -hmm. and she has to find new ways to stop them. The cool thing that, I guess I will, this is not a spoiler. So my, (laughs) the first series I talked about, the kingdom journals that um, are obviously on audio Um, have a trinity of witches and titania does a cameo in the finale of that series so then we have um, hunter and elena and camille do cameos in the epilogue of to be a fae queen and their relationship continues in the second book and some of the evil people from the kingdom journals Series come back. And that's all I'm going to say about To Be a Fae Guardian um, because we have some new challenges with some old foe. And yeah, so that's what I'm going to say. Okay. Hopefully yeah. that was concise. I feel like it wasn't <laughs> concise because now I'm worried about spoilers. <laughs>
2: no, you're going to be fine. uh Yeah, there weren't, we're, you're going to be fine. It's, yeah, it's exactly. more of a surprise than a spoiler. How about that?
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of shifts in the second book. So you're going to have a lot of twists and turns and hopefully ones that people like.
1: I'm excited. <laughs> Yay.
0: <laughs> and it's funny because right now I have the third book so in my head, I'm almost confused as to what's going in the second and third book <laughs> because <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night this week and I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the like culminating scene. And now I can't get the scene out of my head. So yeah.
1: That's fantastic.
2: Well, we're looking forward to the next two
0: books. I am very excited about them as well. Thank you so much
2: for being here, guys. This has been so fun.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having us.
2: Yes, thank you for having us. We'll come back anytime, anytime you want. Yes.
0: Oh, good, good. Because when we release the audio book for the second book, you guys can come back and talk about that as well. Awesome. So To Be a Fae Queen is out on audiobook. It came out a little over a month ago in December of 2021. And the follow-up to Be a Fae Guardian releases January 20th, 2022. But thank you so much to the audio flow. Loved working with you guys. And thank you to Jillian for making this book magical.
1: Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure working with you.
0: You Great. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here as well. Thank you.
2: Bye.
0: Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, author and podcaster, Tricia Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe and stop in each week to discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic.